You are listening to Fruit Salad, a series by Pastor Bay Allen on the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians. Good morning, church. Those of you here and those of you listening at home, today we are in the fifth week of our series called Fruit Salad, where we're spending time looking at the delicious variety of spiritual soul food that we receive through the Holy Spirit and that we are to share with others in this great picnic of life. I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphones to Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22, we read, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So last week we looked at the little sister of peace. We looked at patience and what it means to experience God's peace in the waiting room. How it is in the waiting room. That is where we see patience come into our lives. I hope that you're grasping patience and peace in a slightly different way now that you are feeding upon some of the gifts you've been given, some of the fruit that we have received of the Holy Spirit. Today I want to talk about two more fruits. Two fruits that go hand in hand, similar to patience and peace. Today we're going to shift our attention to the fruits of kindness and goodness. Kindness and goodness. The other day I was in Walmart. I was buying some groceries. I I even had some fruit in there in my shopping cart. There I was. I was buying my fruit, making sure that my son didn't wiggle his way out of that little seat at the front of the cart. And I saw a parent that apparently was not having a very good time. There she was, with a child that was not having a very cooperative moment in this store. I watched as this mother kept pulling her child away from the shelves. The little arms were reaching out at the shelves like flesh magnets that were just drawn to whatever box or bottle happened to be on the shelf right there in front of the child, reaching out. Like if mom wasn't controlling the proximity factor, everything in Walmart would be on the floor in the wake and the aftermath of the child's arms. And I heard her say, knock it off. Be good. And Something in her tone just, it didn't sound very nice. And I started thinking about this scripture that we're spending time with, about the fruit of the Spirit, and I thought, be good. Be nice. Nice, actually... That is not one of the fruits of the Spirit, is it? Niceness. That isn't the fruit that we have in the Holy Spirit. We are not to exhibit niceness, but kindness. I've titled today's message, Goodness and Kindness in Our Niceness and Blindness. I know it's a mouthful, but I couldn't think of a shorter title this week. Sorry about that. But I want to spend some time with these concepts this morning. Actually, to be honest, I want us to spend so much time with this fruit, with these fruits that we realize this is not merely conceptual in nature. There is more than concept, more than dreaming about goodness and kindness as a child dreams of setting foot on Mars, which is right around the corner, I'm told. This is more than concept. You see, just like all of the fruit of the Spirit, this is not something that we may possibly possess one day, but this is something that we can possess today, that in fact, we do possess today in the Spirit. Oh, if only we could open our eyes to glimpse the gift that is before us. 
I love gifts. Gifts are wonderful things. You have the packaging, the wrapping, and you take so much time and care, and then it just gets ripped open. Well, for some of us, we glimpse the gift, but it still has its wrapping. The fullness of what we have been given is, is still hidden from us. And I pray that we can peel back to some of that wrapping paper today together. Kindness and goodness. When I hear the word kind, I don't know about you, but my mind oftentimes shifts into nice mode. But kind is not nice. They are different words. They are different things altogether. Similar, but dangerously different. And to understand what we truly have in this fruit, this gift of kindness, we must first understand what it is not, what we do not have. Kindness is not niceness. Sure, we like it when someone is nice to us. We say, oh, it would be nice to do this or to do that. It would be nice to see this person or that person. But kindness is different. Let me explain. Nice is based upon our perception of what a situation needs for a pleasant existence. That's nice. We realize that we could react in a certain way, but instead we will be nice. Some people even mistake this for grace. Grace is not being nice either. Nice looks good on the surface, but can oftentimes damage relationships down deep. Nice allows us to treat different people in different ways, for different reasons, based off of different prejudices, different alignments. All of these things, and countless other things, affect our niceness factor with one another. Niceness is not a fruit of the Spirit. Kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. Kindness, juxtaposed with niceness, is where we don't realize that we could react in a certain way. Because if we are kind, truly kind, then that kindness permeates our actions, our reactions. It is an extension of who we are, not a projection of who we want to be. Kindness looks the same on the surface as it does down deep beneath the veneer. In fact, there is no veneer. What you see is what you get. This is not particle board. This is real wood. There is real substance here. This is really valuable. This will last. That's kindness. And, and, and that's the fruit of the Spirit. That is what we have in the Holy Spirit. We have kindness. And the more we are transformed by God, the more this kindness becomes who we are. All of these fruits, actually, that we're talking about, the more we become transformed, the more these fruits are a true reflection of who we are. And the best part is these fruits are a true reflection of who we are because as we are transformed by God, we become a truer reflection of who God is. I hope that made sense to you. Pete Rollins in his book, How Not to Speak of God, says, We are like an infant in the arms of God, unable to grasp but being transformed by the grasp. I love that. That's such a great quote. We reach out to God, but God is too big for us to hold, too big. I remember my son and my daughter, too. There's, there's just something special about when your baby grabs a hold of your finger. When a baby grabs hold of their parent's finger, it's so precious. It's like, I can't wrap my arms around you, so I'll grab your finger. We reach out to grasp God, and at best, all we can grab hold of is God's finger, God, however, can hold our entire existence, does, and, and that embrace transforms us. That's transformation. It comes about in many ways in our life. When we become kind, we don't have to worry about being nice. We don't need that veneer. We have the real thing. We have kindness. 
And when we are kind, truly kind, where we have been transformed to the point where we can't even consciously think to respond to a situation in a different way, because this is who we are, at that point, we become the fruit of the Spirit. At that point, we have become the fruit of the Spirit that is available for the world to experience. God uses us to encounter the world. When we become the fruit of the Spirit, we point to something bigger than us. This kindness is beyond us. We can only grab the finger. All we can do, the closest we can get, is nice. But now here is kindness. This is of the Spirit. This is what we are to be for the world, okay? We're to be kind. As a result of this transformation we have through the Spirit, we get to be kind. Can I get an amen? All right. Now, again, in Walmart... That distressed and exasperated mother was constantly battling the anti-gravity of her child's arms. And she said, be good. And I started thinking, good, good. What does that mean? What do you think of when you hear this word, good? Again, similar to kindness, we, we hear a word that is often riddled with the moment, with relativity, with influence stitched into the seams. We're often blind to what this word really means. We're living in blindness for many of us. We, we think that good is something that we get to choose to be, like this mother telling her child that they should be good. As if there was a switch that could be flicked and all of a sudden, good doesn't really work that way. And the problem is when we think of good in this way, we're going to have a hard time accepting any gift from God. We'll think that this is based off of what we do. We'll think that we have to deserve the gift. And if we deserved it, is it really even a gift or is it more of a prize? Um, we become blind. We forget that God gives unconditionally. At creation, Genesis 1.28 tells us God blessed them. This is before they did anything at all. God blessed them and said, be fruitful, fruitful, <laughs> multiply. That's what he said. God blessed them before they did anything to deserve it. We see this throughout the Jesus narrative all the way through. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, God gives without the condition that so many of us give from. We give from condition. God actually gives us a new condition. You see, God is love. And just as I pointed out, when we looked at that spiritual fruit of love that's top at the list, all these fruits stem from that agape love of God, God is good. Because that is what God looks like. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. And, and just like kindness, once we are transformed by God, we slowly become more and more like God. And in that likeness, we see love, we see joy, we see peace, patience, kindness, goodness. We see all of these fruits of the Spirit reflected in our lives, our spiritual lives and our physical lives as well. And others, they see these fruits. Now, without the relationship with Christ, without a, a belief in God, they see them as coming from us. They get a little bit mistaken there. These don't come from us. In this mindset, that's why we see uh, what people do through acts of kindness and goodness, giving, philanthropy, and we say, look at that person. They are such a good person. And we say that because we see the fruit. We say that because we see God living out 
Whether or not we realize that it's God, we see God living out of that original heart for blessing that God had at the very beginning of creation. But God, before the fruit is even evident, he he looks down at us and he says, they are such a good person. They don't know it yet, but they're good. The stone doesn't get to see the breadth of the ripples. God sees the goodness that exists beneath our veneer, our selfish veneer, our self-polished veneer. God knows that God knows that veneer that we work so often, so hard making sure it's placed just right, that we are covering the seams so it looks natural. God knows that we don't even need it. God sees that veneer isn't even needed because God didn't create us as particle board that needs covered up. God used real wood. This is the real deal. There is substance here. In our DNA, God made us to be all of these things, all of these fruits to a world that needs so desperately to be reminded that we can be all of these things to one another. All right? Through the fruit of the Spirit, this is not our own. We're not doing this on our own. And we were made for community. I've said this before. That's the last thing I want to talk about again today. Community. We were made for community because we were made from community. Last week, I told, the, I told the Old Testament story of Abraham and Sarah and how there were these three guys beneath his tree, and those guys were actually God in community with God's self in physical form. And God at creation, we saw it there, let us make man in our image. God was in community with God's self. We were made from that community. We were made from community for community. And these fruits that we have in the Spirit are unconditionally given to all of us so that we may unconditionally give all of us in community. In community, we see these fruits put to their intended purpose. Their intended purpose is to be made known and available and experienced for all of the world. Jesus Christ didn't come to condemn the world, but that all the world may be saved through him. He came for the world. These fruits are for all of us. Strip off the veneer, okay? Just strip it away. We are not special because we have these fruits. We are special because of the one who has given these fruits. We are not in some club where we can hoard our fruits and gaze upon them, put them behind glass doors. We can protect our fruit so that it will will never leave us. It will not forsake us. Our fruit is kept safe. Oh, don't give our fruit to anyone else. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Keep it forever. That's not what we do as the church. We are not special because we have these fruits. If we are special at all, it is only because we have relationship with the one who has given these fruits. Who gives these fruits? Who? God. But are we special? This question comes up in society all the time. Are we special? Don't tell me I'm not special. The psalmist writes, Who am I that you should take notice of me? And this question is asked time and time again. And God does take notice. God does reach out. God does come down in the midst of our brokenness to bring about restoration. Are we special? God says, yes, we are. We are special because of the unconditional truth of God's great love. We are special. 
because even in our lackluster unspecialness, God loves us. God says we are special to him. Psalm 23 ends with, uh, Surely your goodness and loving kindness will pursue me all the days of my life. I want to I think about that. All the days of my life. Don't be blind to the power that is available in this scripture from Psalm 23. Even when I don't feel I deserve it all the days of my life. Even when my Walmart mother says, Be good. All the days of my life. I am being pursued by the goodness of God all the days of my life. That which is without condition all the days of my life. I am pursued by the loving kindness of God that is without condition all the days of my life. God is not nice. There are times where God's goodness is found and the way God is not nice is, is not placing a veneer on the truth so that we, we can be transformed. God doesn't veneer anything. God lives in the real, in the reality of any situation that we face, but also in the reality of his love. And I ask, are you good? Are you kind? Are you kind of good some of the time? Again, the psalmist wrote, all the days of my life. God is good all the time. Even when we are not, God is goodness. Even when we are not, God is kindness. Even when we are not, God is love. And God is pursuing us in that goodness, that kindness, that love, so that we can be all of these things and more, regardless of our situation regardless of our condition, so that we can be all of these things and more wherever we are, whatever we're caught up in, we can allow God to transform us, to transcend where we are with who God is. All right. With who we were intended to reflect. Are you good? Are you kind? God says you are. If if you're like me, you kind of hang your head a little because you say, no, I'm not good. I'm not kind. I'm not even kind of good sometimes. Well, reach out. Eat this fruit salad. Be transformed. Allow yourself to be transformed. Sometimes we're being transformed, but we don't see it. Sometimes we will never see it. Like a stone that doesn't see how far the ripples extend all the way to the shore. You may not see it. Don't try to see your ripples. Just focus on deepening your relationship with God. Go deeper. Transformation. Don't try to see the fruit. Remember the fruit points to the fact that there is something bigger than the fruit. The fruit is evidence of something larger. Don't focus on the fruit. Focus on God, the source of the fruit, the source of all that is good, all that is kind, all that is love. Once you have seen, you cannot unsee. Once you have tasted, you cannot untaste. Once you have experienced the transformative power of God in your life, you are transformed. In some way, you are transformed. Live out that transformation. Live out of that transformation. Next week, we're going to look at what it means to be faithful. 
in a world of wandering, what it what it looks like to take a stand, to kind of stand with and just to kind of, you know, see what faithfulness means to us, you know. Maybe less faith, more fullness. I don't know. Let's take a look. That's next week. Next week, I hope you can join us. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we just thank you for the way that your goodness and your loving kindness will pursue us all the days of our life. Just be with us. Just just be with us. Be by our side. Do not leave us. Do not forsake us. We know you won't. You have told us that much. We pray that you will lead us, that you will guide us. We pray that you will just provide for us this goodness and this kindness so that we may we may give that to the world. We may share these gifts that you have given with the world. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.